Hello and welcome to the Live and Love Like Jesus podcast. My name is Andy Tier, and each week here on this podcast, we explore what it truly means to live and love like Jesus. And we do this as we follow his example of being with God, being with others, and being sent. Today's episode is the first in a series that accompanies our current sermon series at Crossroads called Gen We. And in this series of episodes, each week, we'll be hearing from a mentor and a mentee from two different generations. Today's episode includes Sherry Wakeland as the mentor and Addison Greeny as the mentee. And they were each given several postcards containing questions to ask one another. And now we get to listen in on each of their answers. So let's go right now to this special conversation between Sherry and Addison. Hi, this is Sherry. We met because she was my small group leader in kids' church from third to fifth grade. Hi, this is Addison, and I was fortunate to have Addison in third grade, uh, starting out through fifth grade in small group at kids' church. I'm part of Gen Z. And I'm part of the baby boomers. Tell me about someone who showed you how to live in love like Jesus when you were young. Wow, I had a lot of good examples My mom and dad definitely lived and loved like Jesus. In our neighborhood, we had quite a number of children, and some of their dads uh, did not spend time with them. And my dad worked long hours, but he always took time for us. And all the neighborhood kids would come over and visit and and share and see what Mr. Shelby had to say for that day. (laughs) So, and mom... She was there for him, too. She made treats and snacks for him all the time. What's something you'd like to know more about my generation that could teach you? Uh, maybe just, like, how growing up was for you, because, like, it was such, so different from how I grew up, like, with all the technology and that stuff, and, like, it's not a lot of connection sometimes. I was, it's just be nice to hear, like, how connected it was back then and like how you like interacted with your friends and stuff? Well, um, we knew everyone in our whole neighborhood and we knew our family members that lived out of town. We would communicate, of course, with telephones, handheld. If you had one telephone in your house, you were really fortunate. And so we would talk with um, the relatives, but we would do a lot of visiting after church, we would go and visit grandparents if they lived out of town. And as far as if there was a need in the neighborhood or in the friends, that people would connect with each other and meet the need right then and there if they could. And in the church family, um, the parents would bring their children and would help each other out with different things if there was a, a need in the uh family, they would meet the need, maybe a babysitting need or something like that. So communication was more one-on-one, back and forth, face-to-face. What fears did you have to overcome before investing in my generation? Well, I didn't know technology quite as well (laughs) as your generation. (laughs) I don't know if I ever will, but I think I have a lot of young people that are willing to share with me and be patient with me about technology and things like that. What's something you've 
seen me do that's an impact on you that might surprise me? Well, I don't know if it'll surprise you, but like how much you invest in people, like and like in us and like the girls now, like with giving them treats and like asking them questions and talking to them about what's going on in their lives, like making sure you know about them, talking to them, making them feel welcome, that kind of thing. Wow. Thank you so much. How do you invest in people from other generations? Well, one of the things I really, really enjoy doing is working with the kids at Kids Church. And in I've worked in vacation Bible school, children's choir, and different things like that. But I just really, really enjoy working with the children at church. And to see children come to the, know the Lord as their Savior and to be involved with their families and see answered prayer when we pray for each other. And they're not just praying. We're not just praying for them, but they're praying for me, too. And it's just such an honor and privilege to to do that. It just thrills my heart. I actually have another question. Like, uh-huh. what, 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 like, what's been your favorite experience, like, doing that? Like, whether it's, like, been a specific vacation Bible school, like a specific person that you really saw come to God, like, what's been oh. your favorite? Oh, my. That would be really hard. But before I left here... When I taught school, some of the children went to Light Company. And these children, when they came to know the Lord, some of them wrote a special note to Miss, Mrs. Wakeland. And she, I had her note, and I looked at it today before I left, and that's been several years, over 10 years ago, that she was in second grade, and she said, Mrs. Wakeland, would you please come to my baptism and please invite Mr. Wakeland also. And I keep that. It helps me remember to pray for her. She's now a junior in high school. No, she's a sophomore in college. And um, we communicate back and forth. And she's doing a great job serving the Lord. I'm proud of her. But there's, I couldn't say one specific, but I thought of that because I, I still keep things. I think she's surprised that I keep things, but I do. It reminds me of you girls. When you girls came, you already knew the Lord before I had you in class, but to see your growth and now for you to work alongside of me just blesses my heart. You will never know. God only knows what a blessing it is to be able to see people that you know grow up in the Lord and and come to know the Lord and then serve and reach other people for the Lord. How has our relationship influenced your faith journey? Well, I mean, it definitely gave me a role model on how to treat people. So, like, just, like, loving them. And I always feel like, you knew so much about the scripture, like more than I felt like anyone else, like that, just like wanting to have that level of knowledge and love for God and love for others. Like, like that's, that's had a big impact and like wanting to be able to invest in others like that and have them like trust me, like they trust you. 
Thank you so much. Well, our relationship has, I just, as I mentioned earlier, to see you grow and use your talents. I remember the first basketball game that I went to and watched you <laughs> and the girls play. It was just wonderful. <laughs> I love sports. And you girls were relentless, just as you're relentless for the Lord. And each Sunday, just the things that you would open up and share and depth. When you may not know it, but when you girls moved to middle school, I told the middle school people, I said, I would move on with them, but I want you to know they're ready to do great things for the Lord. They're already doing great things for the Lord. So don't think you need to start at basics. The, you know, Addison knows the Lord and she wants to serve and worship and and do. And, and it seems like, you know, the Lord, I know the Lord has blessed you in your work and in bringing people to come to know the Lord and with your musical talent, I could just go on and on. And it just, just makes me want to do and be better. And I've always told you girls, I love you and I'm praying for you. And that's never going to stop. I also think it's kind of like a God thing that like I had you for my leader. And then when I started serving in kids, you were the person that I ended up serving with because I chose fourth grade girls not even knowing that you led them. And then I came in Sunday morning and you were the their leader. And I was like, that's crazy that well, that happened. That is because I had been praying for someone to come into the room and to have some more help. You know, we have a large group, many Sundays and, and all. And, and I was so surprised, too. I guess that's why we just didn't say anything at first when we saw each other. Yeah, because oh. yeah, Alexa never told me she who, didn't. who the leader was. I didn't know so. that. I was, and I didn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's God. That yeah. truly is God. He, he won't ever let us down, will he? What's something you've learned from my generation? Well, I've always said you are the most resilient because you have faced so many different things that, you know, I never have faced where my school was locked down because of a disease or where, you know, in society you don't, you can't touch. I'm a hugger, as you know, and you're having, you're learning to use other techniques and other things that will help you along the way in life. And I've told your parents, I've said, they're going to be the most resilient because they know how to handle what's coming ahead and they're not doing it with fear. They're going ahead. I guess this is a really similar to a lot of my other answers, but just how to love people. Like, simple as that. Like, not through a screen or a telephone, but like, one-on-one, face-to-face, like, just making sure they know I care. It's like, it's not one of my strong suits, but, like, I feel like I've learned a lot from you and, like, from your generation because it's something that they, like, it's just, like, in their, in your blood, kind of, and it's, like, really good to learn from and learn how to do. What's something most people don't know about your generation 
that you think we should? My generation is kind of interesting with all the social media <laughs> and stuff. And, like, I feel like a lot of adults, not necessarily here, but, like, just in the world, just kind of write us off a lot. That, like, kind of like we're, like, weak and stuff. Like, we only connect through screens and stuff. But I feel like most of us, we do want real connection and like we want to be involved in people it's just we don't always know how and like we need a little more help sometimes because it's just growing up in this time it's a lot of disconnected with technology and then covid just made it all worse so like just need a little help that way and I know a lot of people are doing a really good job at that like a lot of parents are but it's just something that I think is important. Excellent. Well, our generation, the baby boomers, um, I'm kind of right in the middle of it, I guess, had a lot of different things that went on. And I know a lot of people mentioned, we weren't fortunate to have kids, but we have nephews and nieces. But a lot of them in my generation felt like they let their parents down because they didn't do quite as well raising their kids as they felt their parents raised them. And that's one of the things that um, I think a lot of people have guilt in my age grouping because they feel like their kids didn't go and do what they wanted and, you know, had hoped for them to do. And there was a there's a lot of drugs nowadays. I think it was the beginning of a lot of drug use and different things that went on. And um, a lot of the people in my generation went through a whole lot of different things with drugs and alcohol abuse. And uh, growing up in high school and, and, and all, you would see so many different things that just, you know, really sad and I think some people might not really understand, um, you know, or know, you know, why that person is going through such a hard time. And the war was going on, and um, many came back really torn up in their lives and, and all, and it was hard to help some people along the way, but thank goodness the churches would step up and rise up and help and reach out to people. And a lot of the ones now are still reaching out to people. I actually didn't know a lot of that. Yeah. What's your dream for the future of our church? Wow. My dream here at the church, I think we are doing it, is that all generations will feel love when it is needed. And that the people in your age, no matter what age, will feel like they can serve the Lord and they can really serve and worship and bring people to church and bring people to the Lord. And they won't say, oh, well, it stops at high school. No, it goes on. We have some people, I just talked to one of the leaders with the uh, after high school group, and I said, I've been praying for you. 
I was thrilled to know that there's something. And he said, it's, we're getting a lot of people here. So that was an answer to prayer. And just, I, and our, I, I hate to say older people because I'm in that area, <laughs> but the people that come to the meetings, we don't just sit and do. They offer opportunities to serve, and you know if it's fixing envelopes or if it's going to Pottersville or if it's going to some other place and and serving. We know that we're welcome. It doesn't cut off at a certain age, and I do know some churches do that, and. Uh, we don't do that here. Everyone's welcome to serve. That's a blessing. Yeah. My dream's pretty similar to like get everyone involved with each other, like serving and bringing people to church and like just creating an even bigger community where we can talk about God, like having that safe haven where we can like discuss and then get better at doing things outside of the church. So that's, that's probably the hardest part. Like in church, it's easy to be all for God, but I mean, I think it'd be like great to get better. Like me personally too, at like going out and doing like, that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for in the future. I think that's, you're right on. And the safe haven is not just with young people, but older people, too. So often, older people have things that they're fearful or, or doubting about, and they just need that safe haven in the churches, yeah. the church people, the church as a whole. I think we're on the way. Thanks again to Addison and Sherry for taking the time to come in and allow us to record this conversation that pointed so well to the value of people from multiple generations working together to show one another what living and loving like Jesus can really look like. I hope you're looking forward to the rest of the episodes within this special series of the podcast. And I pray that today's episode has encouraged you to go and to live and love like Jesus.